0: Hello and welcome back to Unleash Your Peace, my name is Eli Shoja, I am your host, I'm a positive mindset coach, a personal transformation expert, I'm a deliberate creator, and I am your peace trainer. And this podcast over here, Unleash Your Peace, is your peace training. Every single week we dive into a different topic about the internal world, and we do that for the purpose of giving you all of the tools you need to go inward. And when you go inward, that's when you find your peace, your joy, your prosperity, the source of your happiness and also the source of your abundance. You get to live the life of your dreams when you live from this place of joy and connectedness to the non-physical part of yourself. And that is my wish for you. That's my wish for every person on this planet because I know that when you live from this place of peace and joy, you become a positive force in your family, in your community, in the world at large, and that's essentially how we level up as a human race. So the topic for today is how do you tackle temptations uh, such as a fit of anger or an addiction? This topic came uh, to me through one of the uh, followers of the peace unleash instagram account and it's such a great question i thought i'll answer it in this live format the question itself has a falsehood built into it which makes it kind of difficult to answer and that falsehood is that somehow that temptation that you are facing is uh, stronger than your will and that right there could be the answer to this question that your uh, will is stronger than the temptation, but a lot of times when we are in those situations It doesn't actually feel like that. It doesn't feel like we have any kind of control if I feel compelled to you know express myself in a certain way if I'm in the fit of an anger and I Don't really feel like I have control over what I'm saying and a lot of people fall into this trap of getting really angry, getting really upset, acting from that place of complete separation from themselves and then saying and doing things that they don't necessarily want to say and do. And afterwards, they feel a lot of regret, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt around it. And this can turn into a cycle, what I call the guilt attack cycle, which we'll get into in a moment. But for now, I do wanna address that helplessness right? because it feels like something is taking over us. Something literally takes over us and it makes us do and say all of these really harmful uh, and hurtful things. And for that, I do want to introduce a thought exercise real quick that you can do with me right now, which is imagine you are in a fit of anger right now and things are really ugly you're just saying whatever uh, is coming to your mind and let's say you have absolute right to do that something really horrific happened somebody cheated on you and you walked in on that person and it's terrible and you're possessed in that moment you're possessed now imagine the doorbell rings what happens to you the moment the doorbell rings And what happens to you in that moment is the key here. I guarantee you that the moment the doorbell rings, you will switch, you'll flip into another person, another version of yourself. And all of that anger, all of that frustration, it's going to dissipate, it's going to just dissolve and go away, and you might even open that door completely calm with a smile on your face. So what happened in that instance? In that instant that the doorbell rang, what happened was you made a decision in that moment to snap out of it, to flip out of that place, and that is the decision that you have available to you every single day, every moment of every day, and it's a really powerful decision to exercise. When you take charge of that moment in your life, you essentially take charge over your entire life. And really incredibly powerful thing to realize is that you now are in charge in the driver's seat of your life. That situation is a little bit extreme. So how can you replicate it in your life on a daily basis? One of the things that you can do is literally recreate that instance in your head and just stop. Tell yourself, stop, stop. Right now, stop, stop this thought pattern, stop this thought pattern. And what you'll notice is what happens to me, for example, is that when I go down these downward spirals of thought pattern that are destructive for me, my body will start shutting down. I'll start getting really sleepy and I might even take a nap in the middle of whatever it is I'm doing. And that is my inner being communicating with me and saying, you know what, Ali, you are spiraling down this path that you don't need to go down, and you you should take a breather. Stop whatever it is that's happening. The worst thing we can do is just keep adding fuel to that fire. Now, I mentioned something a little bit earlier, which was that guilt attack cycle, which happens a lot. So how does a guilt attack cycle look? What does it look like? Uh, It looks like this. I do something that is hurtful and I might do it to you and I might be completely justified. You might have cut me off in traffic and I flip you off or I get really angry or whatever and I do something. In that moment that I did something really hurtful to you, uh, I collect that same act in the form of guilt. Now, why does that happen? Why do I collect the thing that I did to you. And that's because there's no difference between giving and receiving. At their core, giving and receiving are one, they are the same thing. That is why I cannot, literally cannot give you something without receiving the same thing in like within myself. So that means if I give you something that is loving, so when I do something loving for you, it feels so good for me because I'm collecting that love within myself. But what if I do something that is really hurtful to you? When I do that, I collect the thing I did to you, the hurtful thing I did to you in the form of guilt. It happens to all of us and it happens all the time. Now, let's say somebody came to you and punched you in the stomach and uh, they felt justified regardless of the justification, that act collects a certain amount of guilt. Most of us don't know what guilt actually feels like within us, and most of us have a hard time sitting with that guilt because it feels really uncomfortable. And when we sit in that guilt and we're discomforted, you know, we're, we're uncomfortable within it, we don't know what to do with it, so we do something that is counterproductive. What we should do really the only way to dissolve the guilt is by forgiving it and releasing it. But we, because we don't recognize its guilt we're carrying, we can't forgive it and we can't release it. So then what do we do with it? We turn it into something else. That energy has to convert into something else. It doesn't just disappear or go away. So what do we convert it into? The most common thing we convert it into is either anger or frustration. So then what happens when we turn that guilt into anger and frustration? We focus that anger and frustration towards something or someone. Most commonly we focus it towards the person that we wronged in the first place. So I punch you in the stomach, I collected the guilt from it, I turned that guilt into anger and then I focus that guilt back in onto you and now I use that anger to justify further act of hurt and and then I do something else that's hurtful for you, I collect the guilt of it, I don't know what to do with the guilt, I turn it into anger and then I focus that anger back onto you and then I use that to justify more actions of Of pain and so there goes the guilt attack cycle round and round we go and we play this game and I keep hurting you and getting angry about it and keep hurting you and getting angry about it hurting you and getting angry about it and it's extremely destructive to relationships and also it's extremely destructive to us because to us we get into a situation where we're like I don't understand why I'm so angry all the time we do that sometimes with somebody else And sometimes we do that with ourselves, where we keep perpetuating actions of violence towards ourselves and justifying it, and then uh, collecting the guilt of it and turning that into anger and continuing to hurt ourselves in different ways. When we do this enough times, we falsely come to believe that it is part of who we are, that somehow our identity is tied to this um, anger. You know, we say, oh, I have anger issues. I am just an angry person. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know how to fix this within myself, right? So we kind of like attach our identity to this thing that is just a cycle of behavior. And uh, that in and of itself becomes really destructive and it makes it more and more difficult to break the cycle because now when my identity is attached to this self-destructive cycle of behavior, there is vested interest for me to continue the cycle of behavior because if I release it, if I somehow come out of it, my entire identity is then at risk. So, I hope you can see how twisted this pattern of thought and behavior actually is. And also, I hope you can see how difficult it is to break such a pattern when we are in the middle of it. So then when you ask the question, uh, how do I tackle temptations like acting out of a fit of anger or an addiction or anything like that, notice how this kind of a behavior in and of itself is an addiction, right? Because what, what is an addiction? An addiction is an impulse to behave a certain way, to do a certain thing, right? We think there's something at stake if we don't do it, we crave it, we want it. If I am in this cycle and I collect the, the guilt and I don't know what to do with it, and I've trained myself to turn guilt into anger and frustration, and I've trained myself to focus that anger and frustration onto somebody specific specific, then I feel an impulse to carry out an act based on that frustration, that anger that I feel towards this person. And I do all of that because I falsely believe that I am going to experience relief in the doing of that act. It's a false association. So where does that false association come from? That I am this uh, characteristic. I am this uh, this angry person, you know. And and how do I actually tie my identity to these self-destructive patterns of behavior? The way I tie my identity to them is through my judgment. Whatever we fight persists. It is just a law, it's a reality that we live in. Where attention goes, energy flows. That's just a law of physics and it's just a law of Uh, our existence right here on the planet the same way that gravity is a law that we conform to. What happens then when I focus my attention on all of these things that I don't like about myself and I start fighting those things, where attention goes, energy flows. So I am putting more and more energy towards the thing that I don't like about myself, that I hate about myself as I fight this thing within myself, it just becomes stronger and stronger and stronger and it takes over my life. And in that fight, in that strengthening of this thing, I turn it into something that I am unable to remove from my life, right? Because the more I try to remove it, the more it persists, the more strong it becomes within myself. And then at some point, I just, associate myself and my identity with that thing. And I do it falsely because that's not my identity. This anger is not my identity. This frustration is not my identity. In fact, no emotional state is my identity. No thought process is my identity. No action is my identity. All of these things are just fleeting moments in time. But when I tie my identity to them, they become very difficult to um, change (laughs) within myself. And in fact, the more I try to change them, the more difficult it becomes to change them. So if you can't change a thing by fighting it, if you can't uh, resolve a problem by fighting it, how then do you resolve it? Through acceptance. Acceptance is the only way we actually resolve anything within ourselves and it's the only way in which we create positive change within our lives. Accepting the thing that you don't like about yourself helps to dissolve it for one reason and uh, it's a really powerful reason. And that is because your natural state of being is not that thing when we're accepting it, we are acknowledging that we are not that thing and it is just something that is present right now. So if there is an addiction within the body, for example, like I have an impulse to smoke or to drink or to do something that later I'm going to beat myself up over it over and over again. The more I fight that impulse, the more I uh, kind of reject it within myself, the stronger it becomes. Because the more energy I am flowing to it. Now, when I accept it and say, "Oh wow, there is this impulse within me. There is this desire to uh, to uh, smoke or to do this thing," right? I'm feeling this impulse to hurt this person, and I feel completely justified by it because of all this anger that I'm experiencing. Now what's happening is you're starting to put distance between yourself, who you are, and that impulse itself. So it is detangling your your identity from that thing. And when we detangle our identity from that thing, it starts to dissolve because our natural state of being, our actual identity is the non-physical, having an experience as this individual, as this person in this physical body. So your natural state of being is one of everything you want is already done. Your natural state of being is one of, you can see the world with absolute clarity. Your natural state of being is that you experience joy and you live in a place of happiness and fulfillment. Your natural state of being is that all of your actions come from a place of connectedness. They're inspired and you're co-creating with the divine. So why then do we not experience these things in our lives? It's because of all of these false associations that we create within ourselves. You know, all of these stories that we built that I am just this angry person. I don't have self-control. I can't uh, do anything right. I'm always going to be the chubby one. I can never finish what I started. So we build these stories, and uh, we build kind of these addictions within ourselves by identifying ourselves to it, by tying our identities to them, and then it becomes really difficult for us to see who we actually are and what we actually are. And I like to say what we actually are instead of who we actually are, because you are not this individual, this identity. You are so much bigger and grander and more vast and incredible than this person that you are experiencing right now within yourself, powerful, powerful being that you are. So why then do we get stuck in these cycles, in these self-destructive cycles? And that has to do with us not processing the guilt and the shame that we collect from things that are not aligned with our natural state of being, because as I said, anything that is not in alignment with who you are, any act or thought that you process within yourself that is not in alignment with who you actually are, creates separation um, within you. And that separation is actually what that guilt is. Guilt within us is nothing other than separation from the self from the big self, from the higher self. When you understand that, when you realize that guilt doesn't say anything about who you are, when you experience shame and guilt, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means you are separated from who you actually are. That is a really huge huge, huge, huge thing to realize and internalize. How empowering is it to really understand and finally see that when you experience guilt, when you experience shame, this is not saying something about who you are. It's not saying that there's something horrible present within you. It's actually saying that you have separated yourself from your true self. And who's your true self? It's perfect joy, kindness, harmony, and love, the energy of love. That's literally what you are. You experience guilt, you do something that is not in alignment with who you are, and then you collect the guilt of it. And how do you then keep that guilt from turning into anger and frustration as we do in that guilt attack cycle. The way you keep that from going any further, the way you break the guilt attack cycle is at that level of collection of the guilt. I do something that is hurtful towards you and I collect the guilt of it So now instead of making it mean about something about myself and then turning into anger and frustration and using that to harm you again, instead of all of that, I'm going to stop that cycle right there in its track and dissolve that guilt, dissolve that shame. And how do I do that? I do that through forgiveness. Forgiveness is not me rising above something and saying, Oh, well now I'm above this. I'm, I'm going to forgive it. That's not what it is. Forgiveness is literally the closing of the gap between you and yourself. It's the releasing. It's the letting go, putting down of the thing, of the guilt that you have collected. It's saying to yourself, this happened and this is not the reality of me. If you need to apologize, you apologize. If you need to experience that remorse, that sadness of having done it, you experience it. But then you also see the perfection of what you are and you see that this act that you did, this thing that you did, this addiction, whatever it is, this fit of anger, whatever it was, this does not define your identity. This does not define the reality of you. There is. Nothing that this says about you other than you did something that was not in alignment with who you actually are. Really powerful, right? So then when you do that, when you are able to experience love and compassion in that way for the other person if they wronged you in some way, or for yourself uh, because you feel like you've wronged yourself or somebody else in some way, right? So when you experience that, you're able to release the guilt that you have collected, you're able to dissolve it and let it go, and you're able to come back into that place of connectedness with who you really are, with that non-physical, powerful entity that is the reality of you. And when you come back into alignment, your natural state of being is one of optimism, of joy, of satisfaction, of gratitude, of being thankful and content in this moment. You don't have to be in a place of enlightenment and bliss all the time to be connected to yourself all of those love-rooted emotions from contentment and satisfaction all the way up to bliss, all of those emotions that feel really good, they are an indication that the gap is closed and now you have become who you really are. Really powerful. So to the person who asked this really important and powerful question, Thank you for sharing that question with me. I hope that this answer was helpful. Do write to me and let me know if this helped you in any way and if uh, this has brought up any other questions for you. And uh, until we come back and dive into another aspect of the internal world, do check out peaceunleash.com. That's where Uh, You can get in contact with us, uh, work with me at any level or capacity. We do have some really amazing workshops coming up this month. That manifestation workshop is at the end of the month on the 31st and there we're going to talk about actual hacks. How can you help the universe, help you attain everything that you want. If you want to join in for the Rise and Learn on Wednesday morning, bright and early at 7.30 in the morning, we are going to talk about anxiety. How can you get your anxiety under control? And uh, as always, the Peace Unleashed Instagram account is where you can receive daily love notes from me, both as a live question and answer sessions and also in the post. So check them out, share them with your friends. If you know somebody who could use a little bit of love in their lives, share the post with them. We always appreciate that. I love you guys so much and I wish you a peaceful day.